Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Sam Amick is going to join us coming up here momentarily. So stay tuned for that. We'll talk a little NBA basketball with Sam. And you know what, Gordon? During the, you know, last year, this is the year anniversary of the the Rudy uh, Oklahoma City moment. And, uh, you, you know, it was great to continue with our daily assists uh, throughout the whole thing, even with the shutdown, Gordon, as there was, you know, when there was not NBA, there was still NBA. Uh, you know, news coming out seemingly on a daily basis because it was such uncharted territory for them on you know, what they were going to do, how they were going to get the season in, if they were going to get it in, and uh, what what exactly that was going to entail. And, and looking back on the complexity of it over the summer, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I agree with you completely. Whenever we talked with our NBA Daily Assist guys, they always, they always had something to work on. And when we finally could talk about basketball again, it was like this huge relief. Yeah, that's one way to put it for sure. It, it uh, was a huge relief. And Man, you just uh, you think about what what everybody had to go through. You know those those players and and staff and all that had to go through to pull that off in Orlando. All the hoops that they they put in to jump through it's it's pretty remarkable. Remember as they started phasing teams back into facilities and uh, then had to immediately fly to Florida and uh, basically be there a month before games even started playing again. I mean it's what a what a wild situation. Yeah, yeah. In fact, uh, let's let's talk to Sam about it. It's time for your daily assist. Go ahead, Austin. It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist, featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show, senior NBA writer for the Athletic, Sam Amick, on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Hi, Sam. How are you today? Doing good, guys. How are you? We are great. Uh, Gordon and I were just talking. Uh, it's a it's uh, a year it's a year since uh, the Rudy Gobert Oklahoma City uh, moment, of course, that that seemingly changed the world. And we were just talking about how helpful it was that uh, you know you kept joining us throughout, even though there weren't games. There was still NBA and and handling this unique situation to culminate and coming back in a, in a bubble of all things and uh, you know the quarantine what you had to do to go to the bubble you know as you look at back on the past year Sam are you, are you just amazed at what we went through yeah for sure uh, you know I know it's cliche but it's true you know time flies um, everybody's got their, their recollections I, I read uh, a piece that I enjoyed today from Sarah Todd, uh, one of the jazz beat writers that does a good job, you know, looking back at, you know, that night in Oklahoma City for her and for the team and, you know, kind of enjoyed looking at different perspectives. For me, uh, you know, that night, March 11th of last year, I was at the Kings Pelicans game. It was the, the last game that I've been to that had, you know, fans. Um, the bubble was obviously a different thing, but but that's the last time I've been at a, in a normal NBA arena. And it seems like, you know, like it was maybe even more than a year ago. So, um, 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know what direction you guys have been taking the conversation, but for me, it's it is wild to see how the NBA has navigated it, how you know society in general has, has tried to get through it. But um, you know, it's it's a memorable uh, day for sure. So, Sam, for the Jazz, uh, what has happened over this year has been particularly interesting, and considering the fact that. You know, everyone knows it was the Jazz, uh, Rudy Gobert's positive test that uh, stopped everything. And that created issues within the Jazz, uh, uh, immediate issues. They had to get home and uh, issues between Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. And they had to work through that. And the Jazz just, you know, looking back over the past year, looking at where they were at that time and what they had to deal with and looking at them today, it's like they've gone from, Famine the feast. Yeah, for sure. In fact, um, and I, I need to read the whole interview. I, I read parts of it, but I thought today, you know, Donovan Mitchell talking to, to Tony Jones from our place was interesting. And you know, admittedly, I'm subjective on this, but we've talked several times in the past about the story that we wrote on the situation about 11 months ago, and and to have Donovan in this interview, kind of, you know. And kind of analyze and look in the mirror about the fact that, you know, when the narrative became that this group might not be able to stay together because of the divide that this whole situation had caused and all the other stuff that had been going on, that it, it, it kind of, you know, almost inspired them to, uh, to kind of work even harder to, to make it work. And that sounds like a good enough kind of narrative or, or a story on its own. The part that, I've said this before to you guys, but the part that blows me away even more is that they were able to, to keep the momentum going in the right direction after the playoff loss. You know what I mean? It's, it's one thing if you if you kind of surge at the end of the season and, you know, and you're trying to prove everybody wrong at that point. But then, you know, can, to call a spade a spade, like when you fall on your face in the kind of way that they did, um, you know, but then retool yet again and then take it to the next level, uh, that's pretty impressive stuff. Sam Amick with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Um, Sam, let's talk about the second half of the year with the Utah Jazz. And Gordon and I have talked uh, a bunch lately about realistic expectations and uh, you know establishing a bar that is is uh, realistic. And I uh, want to ask you, do you think it's it, – it's, I've said realistic about 19 times now, but is it realistic to expect them to hold on to the number one seed? Uh, I don't know if realistic's the word I would choose. Like, is it is it possible? Is it likely? It's one of those two things, you know. Like, sure, I I think so. They they stumbled a bit before the break. Um, you know that that really memorable game against Philly. Uh, but yeah, I mean they're they're capable, you know. And then you look around, and I think the Clippers are going to probably surge in the second half. Uh, the Lakers, I don't know about. They got injury stuff. You know, Phoenix, I, I don't know what to think of. You know, how real is this? How how much of a misnomer is it? But if I was handicapping things, I I would probably pick Utah. If you if you kind of force me to, to pick one team that would be number one in the West, you know, based on what I've seen, there's just no reason to think they can't do it. Now, Sam, you don't root for teams one way or the other. I mean, we, we know that. But as a man who has covered the NBA for so long – 
Do you enjoy it when new teams make pro- or not new teams, but teams make progress the way the Jazz have this year, the way the Suns have? Is this a good thing, or do you think that writers in general around the country look at it and say, "Yeah, yeah, but uh, it's still going to be the Lakers. It's still going to be you know the teams <laughs> that are traditionally in that position." No, I mean selfishly, I like it. I like it. There's a direct correlation for me between, you know, do I like a development and what are my personal relationships with the more more important people in that program? Meaning, like, because I had gotten to know some of their people fairly well, you know, when it comes to the front office and the coaching staff, you know, and, and down to Donovan and Rudy and Joe Ingles, people like that, I then kind of feel like, oh, this is great for, quote-unquote, for me because I can, I think I'll have a decent ability to, to tell their stories to a bigger audience because they are playing better. So, you know, and not to mention, you know, a shout out to, to Derek Ardunio and the Jazz PR staff where it's like a, a small market PR staff like theirs that does a good job. To, as a writer, it's, it's easier to get good work done in that environment than it is in an L.A. or a New York uh, because of the, the, the size of the market and the number of media folks trying to tell those stories and, and there's this kind of unofficial thing where it's like if you if you didn't jump on or at least establish some relationships until they were the number one seed in the West, you're probably not going to get as far, uh, if that makes sense, you know. Um, I mean, with the Jazz, I think back to, and this was kind of just luck, but when I went to Hawaii, and full disclosure, I was there for the Lakers, but like when Kobe had his last training camp with the Lakers in Hawaii and the Jazz were there, you know, getting time you know, on the islands with jazz people was valuable. Um, you know, staying a little bit extra long during a playoff series and, and trying to uh, to get to know certain people better, you know, that comes into play with what we do. So, no, I mean, I this individual story, I like it a lot. I mean, I like I've said a million times, I, I, I think highly of a lot of the people there, and, uh, and it's a fun brand of basketball to watch. I mean, I am an absolute sucker for – that San Antonio Spurs, you know, kind of good shot to great shot offense and a defensive identity like they have. I think Rudy's one of the most interesting and entertaining players to watch because of how unique he is. Obviously, Donovan's explosive and, and very talented. So, yeah, I, I like, you know, everything they have going right now. Speaking of the Spurs, LaMarcus Aldridge looks like his reign uh, there is over. Does he have enough left in the tank to help another team uh, this year? Um, yeah, I think he could help. I, I just wonder, I've always liked LaMarcus, but he de- he has seemed to struggle with, and he's certainly not the first guy to be like this, but he's always you know, kind of had that air about him like, like he – expected to be a, a full-time starter until he was 42 years old. You know what I mean? And, and when he got moved to the bench recently, he had to come off the bench in a reserve role when Jakob Pertl started getting his uh, his starting spot with the Spurs, I think that was kind of the beginning of the end for him in San Antonio. But if he can embrace the, the six-man type role, I think he could be productive. I mean, we see what Carmelo Anthony's, for the most part, been able to do out in Portland, um, but so much of that role, you know, starts with the player's willingness to buy into it. And, you know, that, that to me is the question. If you went to a contender, I don't know where he's going to land. I, I would kind of love to see him go back to Portland. Um, 
But, you know, whether it's there or the L.A. teams or, you know, wherever it might be, maybe Miami, something like that, um, you know, I think he could be good. Uh, he's, you know, he's still averaging around 14 points and actually shot the three ball more this season than he had in the past. He's, I think he's always going to have that mid-range game. So I think it could help. It's not a, a game changer, but who knows? He could, he could win you a playoff game. Sam, do you have a favorite for Coach of the Year? Are you in on the the Quinn Snyder thing, or are you think about Tom Thibodeau or somebody else? Yeah, I mean, top of mind, like right when Gordon, right, right, like the minute that you said Coach of the Year, you know, my brain went straight to Quinn. So I think that's probably pretty telling. Um, Tom, you know, Tibbs gets consideration for sure, but there's part of me that feels like, you know, the, the Knicks have kind of gone all in on like the, some of their young guys have progressed and I'm not trying to say that, that they don't have a foundation at all, but, you know, having Julius Randle kind of get loose and then, you know, playing Derrick Rose big minutes and, and leaning into some vets that, that get you over the top, you know, to me, it's, that's not in the same ballpark as, as what Utah has done. Um, I think Doc Rivers, honestly, should be in the running. Uh, I think he's done a nice job with Philly. I mean, if they held on to the top spot in the East, I think he's going to get a lot of votes because it's, you know, the way that Embiid has been used is different than it has been in the past, and he's he brought some good stuff out of some of their guys. So, um, trying to think who else. I mean, you know, I, I think... Monty, Monty that, Williams? Oh, yeah, my goodness. Thank you for saving me there. Uh, yeah, Monty would be on... Monty's got to be on the short list. And honestly, I think Quinn and Monty, that would be a tight race for me at this point. Because um, I understand that they added Chris Paul, and he's a Hall of Famer and a, a you know a very respected leader. But you know, it's one thing like the Suns just needed to to get into the playoffs to make it worth it this year. Um, that would have been progress for their for their group. But to be up there, I mean, I mean, I don't have the standings in front of me, but you know, I think they're only two games in the loss column behind the Jazz, which is. Unreal. So, if that kind of pace continued, then you know I could see Monty winning the award. Yeah, two and a half behind the Jazz at twenty-four and eleven. The Jazz at uh, at twenty-seven and nine, and uh, I certainly would not have predicted that. Um, Sam, the trade trade deadline is coming up March twenty-fifth, and I've seen a couple of rumors out there. PJ Tucker is the name I keep seeing, but are we going to see any big moves? Do you think before the the deadline? I mean, I think we'll probably have a, a fair amount of movement among, you know, mid-level players. I, I, I kind of wrote a few days ago about how, for the most part, the bigger names that get bandied about, you know, you, you for now you're hearing that they're not going to go anywhere. Like, you know, Zach Levine's a guy that teams would love to get their hands on. The Bulls are, you know, unless you give them every draft that you have until all of eternity, he's not going anywhere. Um, you know, Carl Anthony Towns is a guy that, we're going to be monitoring for the next year or so, but that's not going to happen anytime soon. So I don't know about big names. Um, it's going to be the PJ Tuckers. You know, I wrote a bit about everybody from Victor Oladipo. I mean, I think Vic could be the biggest name to be on the move. Um, the Rockets, you know, he was part of that James Harden trade with Brooklyn and they seemed excited to have him and that they wanted to potentially hold on to him because he's going to be a free agent this summer. But the problem now is, I mean, they've lost 13 games in a row. Vic has only played in seven of those. But they, uh, ESPN reported recently that they had offered Oladipo an extension, two years, I think $45 million. 
and he turned it down, which is not that surprising because you can get bigger money on the open market. But it, it now becomes a situation where if the Rockets don't want to lose him for nothing, uh, then now is the time to trade him because I think he's going to have a lot of interest this summer. So, you know, he's a name to watch. Kyle Lowry is one that I actually, uh, I don't know, I'm torn on because I kind of wrote about how a lot of executives think that Kyle is going to wind up staying put in Toronto because of the size of his contract. He, he's an expiring deal, but he's owed about $30.5 million. And so, yeah, he could help a team. And, and Philadelphia is the one that is, is most often connected to him, but that's a lot of money to match, you know, and so um, I think, you know, some names are going to be on the move, but I think there's going to be far more buyers than there are sellers because the play-in tournament changes that landscape where now you have, you know, 20 teams having a crack at the playoffs instead of 16, and that means that, you know, the the hope um, just goes deeper into the standings and, and you only have a couple teams that are they're willing to go the other way and kind of give up on the season. So, Sam, forgive my ignorance on this, but has there been any update on the condition of Anthony Davis or when his return will be? Uh, no, forgive me for not having the update for you, Gordon. Um, yeah, I don't yeah, know. I, coming out of the break, I, I don't know his status. Uh, so I actually had that thought when I mentioned the Lakers earlier. I need to look that up. But, they, uh, you know, they struggled without him. And I actually yeah. – I thought it really hurt LeBron's MVP candidacy because I like I had just written a piece ranking the MVP candidates and and, and kind of like had him at the number one spot like by the skin of his teeth and if I had to do it today I think I'd have him beat in that number one spot because LeBron and you know and the you know they were, they didn't have Dennis Schroeder for a while too but you know they struggled going into the break and, and AD obviously is incredibly important. I would guess they're Sam. not in a hurry to rush him back, though, right, Sam? They're yeah. they're probably not worried about seed, I would guess. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, they got to be a little bit careful. Again, without the standings in front of me, you know, you need to you need to have home court for as long as possible. Um, you, you know, especially when honestly, I, I think there's a chance that depending on how things go in, in the world at large, you know that. A lot of these teams might be looking at, at fans and a good amount of fans, especially deeper in the playoffs. If, if the vaccine numbers, you know, increase quickly like they're supposed to, um, I mean, home court is going to matter. You know, the Jazz obviously they got more fans in their building than anybody right now. So you're already kind of seeing, I mean, independent of the discussion of safety and what's right and what's not right. You know, and as far as the sports side of it. You know, the, the Jazz are already enjoying a, a bit of a home court advantage. So I think it matters, but I don't think they're going to go all out for uh, for the, the regular season record. Jake, you know this because we talked with David Locke, the voice of the Jazz uh, radio voice yesterday, Sam, and he, he his prediction was that the Lakers could slide from third all the way down to six. Yeah, I mean, I can see it. There is, there's a lot of clutter in the middle, and there's other, you know, there's teams that they could surge too. You know, I could see Dallas getting on a run. I could see New Orleans getting on a run. You know, everybody's been overlooking Memphis, and, and the fact that they're, uh, I think, a shade above 500 is pretty impressive. You know, even San Antonio, where focus on the Aldridge situation, but he wasn't really doing much for him recently anyway. And you know, that's a 
team that's much better than we thought they were going to be. So, um, yeah, if the Lakers aren't careful, the potential is certainly there for them to slide. Sam, as always, thank you very much for jumping on with us. We appreciate it. You got it, guys. Thank you. Talk to you next week. Thank you, Sam. Our friend Sam Amick from uh, The Athletic, senior NBA writer, and joins us on Thursdays. Jake, who do you think... uh... Who do you think is mastering the uh, the PlayStation, the new PlayStation, in the uh, Amic uh, household? Not Sam. <laughs> <laughs> might, I think We're, it might be the Amic boys. I think they might probably have that uh, market cornered. We were talking earlier about uh, a certain new jazz edition, his age, and how you can figure out uh, how old somebody is if you can determine it. And uh, I think Austin found a. Uh, a list of questions that will pretty much determine one's age uh, and wasn't, uh, I don't know if uh, if uh, ability at uh, video games was one of the questions or, uh, or if it was just technology, but. Uh, one of the, one of the questions was about technology. Here, we have a minute. We can talk about this for a second. Cause you were, you were talking about determining, uh, as you explained there, determining somebody's age is there a way like a tree. <laughs> And uh, Austin found this. And you this. said, no, you can't cut somebody no, can't in half cut, and no, count no. the rings yeah. around the trunk. So Austin, Austin having a day. Austin uh, found this. I'm a cold worse. <laughs> this uh, <laughs> blog in Elite Daily, whatever that is. But this this appears to be ways. Let me Let me get the headline here. 15 ways to find out his age without direct, directly asking about it. And, and this comes from like a, a single female perspective. Who's, it's like a cosmo- cosmopolitan quiz of sorts. So yeah. how to okay. if the guy says he's thirty five, but you suspect he's really fifty five? That kind of thing. <laughs> okay, all right. What and 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 frankly, I'm I'm extremely uncomfortable with this blog and the lengths it it goes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Step one: stalk him on social media. Mm. And uh, says long and short: if he's shy about his age online, it might mean he's on uh, the older side. Okay. All right. I don't know if Urson fits that or not. Hey, he's on. He's on Twitter at Urson. So. Okay. All right. Uh, ask mutual friends. Uh, this says during your social media stalking, you may have found out that you have mutual friends. If you're close with any of them, shoot them a message and ask them what they know about him and his age. Your close friends should have your back. Well, in this case, do you have to contact people in Turkey or what was the other country? Justin Zanuck used to be his agent. There you go. That's you could start there. Yeah. Okay. Or Uzbekistan, right? Uzbekistan. Uz- yeah. Uzbekistan is where he's allegedly from. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, right. Step three: check LinkedIn, which I don't know how that's different from stock on social media, but it has its own step. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Google him. Uh, says he may not be a social media kind of guy. While this makes finding out his age much more difficult, it doesn't mean that all hope is lost. The almighty Google could have some answers. Mm. Uh, well, you know, if you find it on Google, it must be true, right? How about how about this? <laughs> Number five, search public records and data. That's five? Yeah, that's... Wouldn't that, that be first? I don't... And last? <laughs> but but are, you, are you getting this, that this is, this is quite thorough? Quite... <laughs> Quite That's thorough. kind of creepy, stooping around somebody's background like that. Well, isn't it? Like, what are you trying to hide? This one, <laughs> this one is 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 also ridiculous. Number six, analyze his name. 
There are, uh, there's a lot more than you think in a name. In fact, you may actually be able to tell how old he is just by looking at name data. Uh, if his name is Marshall, he may be in his late 30s, given that the time that was uh, that name was popular. If his name is Fred, he's probably on the older side. See, <laughs> I just had a nephew born last year. His name's Marshall. Yeah, that is a little tricky, but in general, I guess it, it may be a hint. You're a 28-year-old Walter? Okay. Okay, <laughs> next, bring up technology. We alluded to that earlier. You know, if he still has a rotary phone, he's probably old. How about this? Uh, discuss school memories. Shyly bringing up school is one of the easiest ways to get to know his age. He may actually, he may divulge what college was like with no computers or how drunk he got his freshman year and uh, orientation a few years ago. Whoops. Drive-ins were fun. <laughs> yeah, some of these blind like, wow, the the whole Kent State affair really shook us up at our in our dorm. Might be older. Uh, you had to go there, didn't you? Ask about his friends. Number nine, uh, ten. Ask about his favorite music. So if he brings up that guy we talked about in the first segment, <laughs> he likes Bruce Hornsby. Then he might not ask about. By the his, way. How's that poll going? Awesome. Not well for you, friend. What? That's uh, not true. It is true. Number like, 11, ask about his health insurance. Because that what? just comes up all the time. If he mentions Medicare, he's probably upwards of 65. You don't say. Hey, uh, what, is there, <laughs> if you, you find out, so, if, if you find out his social security number, not that Urson uh, would have one, I, you know, I don't know how that works, but, uh, isn't that the aren't those numbers don't they weren't they assigned in certain years that you could track i guess real quick here the rest of the list number 12 talk politics number 13 <laughs> ask about his parents <laughs> so are your are your parents alive <laughs> yeah they, they cross the plains have you purchased a cemetery plot uh, complain about your own age hmm. I don't know how that's going to get anything accomplished. Um, <laughs> it says here a great way to indirectly find out his age is to complain about your own age. Depending on what you're complaining about, he may say something like, right, we're getting so old. Or just wait until you turn 50. <laughs> I mean 30. <laughs> and then finally, number 15, and uh, this one might be the most effective, just ask. Like 15 to get to 15 that? steps. Do you think the author was like, oh, I got to have a 15th? You know. <laughs> what can I put? You know, I've been stalking you online. I've been uh, uh, Collecting doing, your trash. doing shifts outside in your bushes. And I thought, you know what? Maybe I should just ask you, how old are you? <laughs> so crazy it just might work. <laughs> Why is that step 15? I'm telling you, I, I think the, the way to get to the bottom of it, because if someone has been perpetrating a lie all these years, I imagine that maybe talking to his his childhood friends might be the best way to do it. Does he read oh, the obituaries? Man. All right, let's get. No, out. ask his friend. Ask his friends. His friends know he he's bound to have slipped up and told someone the truth. Speaking of living with something, let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us now, our friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. And the truth is, a lot of guys out there, Andrew, have probably been living with ED and maybe not being honest with themselves about it, and they shouldn't do it. Stop it. There's a, there's yeah. a better way to go. Yes, there is. They may just not know about all the options. I mean, that's a possibility. Somebody frustrated in the bedroom, so many guys are, 
and they think the pill is the only option. Uh, so, you know, they're ordering that from different countries. They're getting it from their doctor. They're dealing with headaches. Uh, you don't have to do it anymore. We've got a clinically proven treatment that improves circulation. We can't forget ED is a blood flow problem. That's what we're treating. We're turning back the clock in the bedroom. The Cambridge study uh, in 2017, they took a bunch of guys with severe erectile dysfunction, tested them, and showed an over 90% success rate in increasing blood flow. So we know this works, guys, and we can uh, get you off those pills. Yeah, it's amazing what people have put up with, with uh, well, not just the pills, of course, talk about that a lot, but uh, heaven forbid, needles, surgery, I mean, none of it sounds good. The needles, the injections, yeah, it's all really treating symptoms. It's not actually fixing ED. You've still got erectile dysfunction the next go around. 801-901-8000, that's the number to call, 801-901-8000. Get on the schedule, see the doctor, and some other stuff, too. So much value. Uh, the assessment, the exam, the blood flow ultrasound, uh, no charge, a little special gift. You guys are going to love this. It produces immediate results in the bedroom. Maybe a four or $500 value. Uh, call us. It's no charge. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, guys. More Big Show coming up straight ahead. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's highest-rated, most-listened-to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally-owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. We greatly appreciate it. Thanks to Sam Amick for jumping on with us in the last segment. Always great to hear from Sam, of course. How's it going over there, Gordon? It's going well, thank you very much. That's good. That's that's good. I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> What, did you think I was, uh, you know, flipping burgers over here somewhere? No, no, no. Sorry, I'm just I'm frustrated with something else at the moment. I'll do have that you, read uh, another time, Austin. Have you ever have you ever multitasked while you're doing the show? Oh, I'm trying to right now and failing miserably. <laughs> you're supposed to read something that you don't want to read? Yeah, yeah. I, listen, the company, not that you'd know this, but did a, we moved to Google. And uh, our our email is now through Google, and I'm having trouble <laughs> Not that toggling between my Google accounts. <laughs> Not that I would know this. <laughs> well, you're supposed to have uh, an account, Gordon. You're supposed to have a something through. Oh, there we go. I got it, Austin. He's going to print it out, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, wait. Even to though hear I the read. even though I I just got it, so you know we're we're good to go. Don't worry. Don't worry your pretty little head about it, Gordon. You know, that's one thing people don't know about the way the show works is that there's all kinds of things going on, and people think we're just talking. What they don't see is all the uh, the hubbub that's going on all around when the show is ongoing. And so that's a, actually a tip of the cap to you, Jake, to uh, be able to 
to be able to talk and hear something in your ear and uh, and, and be doing something visually all at the same time is it's uh, takes uh, takes some talent to be able to handle that. So you do that really well. well thanks, Gordon. That's nice of you. And uh, Austin has a hard <laughs> copy for me here. Okay. Want to remind you about the store. Uh, our good friends at the store, they have grab-and-go meals, hundreds of local products, and, of course, they're locally owned. The store with two locations, 6200 South and 2050 East, or at the Gateway Mall in downtown Salt Lake. And I believe that uh, Hans and Scotty, well, Hans anyway, is going to be out there tomorrow. Don't give me that look, Lloyd. I don't want to hear it. What look? What look is he giving you? The, the, the look of, of shame and disapproval. <laughs> I think you're talking about this. It's yeah. kind of hard to mess up a Gmail. I know. I know. <laughs> now I'm getting mocked mercilessly. My 89-year-old grandma runs Gmail. Don't. Don't. I'm not making that don't. up. Don't. Stop. You know what that says about uh, Jake? It says he's uh, 65 years old. Yeah, I was right? going to say, Gordon, we brought up technology. I think we've discovered the truth here. <sighs> the Pony Express ought to be riding up any time to hand it off to you. <sighs> Yeah, exactly. Ugh. Ugh. Any you are kind of an old soul, Jake. I, you know, in in some good ways. Hopefully, this is not one of them. <laughs> I, I helped you this... set it up before the show. I know, but then the, I had to had to reset the computer, and it came back up, and I had the same problem. This has nothing to do with your age. Come on. What do you mean? I don't think this it has anything not, to do with my age. I'm not blaming it on my age. No, I know. I'm just saying that we brought up the whole technology thing. I don't think this anyone, an 18-year-old, could have uh, had the same difficulty that you're having. <laughs> I don't know about that. But I do know how to put names into my phone. <laughs> so you got that go for you, which I is you know, nice. I do. I, I heard like. that you called Lloyd the other day, Gordon. How'd you find his number? Oh, I have it. But not saved. Uh, yeah, saved. Oh, now it's saved. Now it's saved. Okay. Didn't Lloyd well, call you? That was like a month ago, wasn't it? <laughs> on air when you were on air. <laughs> yes. You're like, that was who's calling me? me? And it was Lloyd. Okay, so, so uh, okay, I'll be completely honest. Lloyd's no, I know Lloyd's number, but I do need to switch his name. I actually do. No, no, his name is in there. There it is, right there. Bingo. Yep, I got that taken care of. Or somebody did it for me. One or the other. I don't know. Is your phone ringing is right now? Somebody calling you now? You know, it's my freaking watch. Is it Lloyd? Oh, it's it's Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> it says Lloyd Cole on my watch. Silence your watch. How do you silence a watch? Uh, don't ask don't Jake. Well, I don't have a watch. You can't log into Gmail. Why do you think I don't have a watch? Here's the thing. I've got these, these like, so my wife is very techie, right? And so she picks out my phones. And I, I've got this phone that every time I've taken it into the store to get recovered or whatever, they're like, whoa, that's a nice phone. And you know what I use it for? Nothing. I text and I make phone calls. And I think I'm the only person alive who makes phone I called you today, Gordon. I think I'm the yes, only one left who, who actually makes phone calls anymore. But that's like I've got, a, I've got a, a, a phone that makes what NASA used to get to the moon uh, look like a typewriter. <laughs> 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 All I use it for is the same thing that a rotary phone did a hundred years ago. Okay, so you mentioned the phone calls. Uh, I still talk to people by phone on occasion, but I, I'm telling you, there are 
there are people you have almost exclusive relationships with via text these days. You know? Then I don't like it. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, we just sort of take it for granted now, but I'm not sure it's, it is good to hear someone's voice every once in a while. Do it the old-fashioned way and just talk to them. And this, and I'm the guy that my voicemail on my cell phone says, I'm not going to listen to your voicemail. Text me, please. See, here's the thing with text, and you would agree with this, Austin. And, and I, yes, I'll text people because that's just the, the day and age we live. But there's too much room for interpretation. You know, there's too much. Like You mean tone? Like if you're writing a letter, you know, you uh-huh. can, there's enough words there that you can get your message across. When it's a text, you were complaining about somebody the other day that, yeah. that texts you back the same way every time. And you don't know whether he's uh, enthusiastically saying uh, something nice or if he's telling you to go do anatomically incorrect things to yourself. You really have you, no you, idea. You mentioned, you mentioned the, the word sure. Yeah, yeah, that's one of those words that if you just read it as a response to a question you've asked somebody, you don't know if they're saying, sure, if they're saying, sure, or if they're saying, sure. <laughs> no, it's you- true. But you can elaborate. You know, you can if you, if you couch the sure with other terms and, and words that uh, might make your... Yeah, if this person had said, clear. sure, pudding, then I would know they <laughs> were excited about it. But, I mean, here's this. You guys, uh, you, you give me grief for watching The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Well, you know something I learned on there? The thumbs up text is actually uh, means something other than what I thought. What it does it what? mean? It means like, uh, like uh, uh, screw you. The thumbs what? up? Yeah. Okay, we've gone too far. In like a passive aggressive way, apparently that's what it means. And I use oh the my. and I use the thumbs up all the time. I'm still uh, me gonna. Too. <laughs> oh, well, apparently we're telling people uh, something we we didn't think that we were telling them. Now we're reading into exa- emoji tones. Yeah. Oh my god. What, what are we actually uh, what are we actually saying? How how aggressive is it? No, like think of if somebody if you're getting in an argument back and forth in a text. Uh-huh. Uh, and somebody just gives the thumbs up, it means like, okay. You know what I mean? Like, Right here, pal. Yeah. Uh-huh. What if somebody texts you and said, uh, okay, I will, uh, let's set an appointment for Thursday. Can you give a thumbs up back? Or is that some sort of sarcastic remark? Like, what a dumb idea. I think it's a sarcastic remark. Wow. I, 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 I'm going to have to, every guest I book on this show via text. When I confirm and they say sure, or they say yes, or they say okay, I respond with a thumbs up. Well, See, I'm gonna if, have they're to watching, if they're watching this, the Housewives, you're you're sending a you're sending a bad message. And, and, and that is the cultural icon there by which everything is measured, right? <laughs> uh, so, uh, but but I actually have had that thought: where should I do the thumbs up, or is that rude? Or is does it have some other meaning? I actually had that thought, Jake. What a bunch so of weird. snowflakes! We, as a as a race uh, of humans, is a we are snowflakes now. Where we're getting offended by thumbs ups. Thumbs up. I, actually, That's a good thumb, thing. It would be thumbs up if the plural, right? Actually, it was Bruce Hornsby. <laughs> <laughs> would it be Would it be thumbs up or would it be thumb ups? I'm going to send it be you an emoji ups? right now. Austin, that's obscene. You're number one there, Gordo. <laughs> I don't know. See, this is the kind of thing. What do we do? How are we going to communicate anymore? If the kids are thinking this, if you do that, and it just seems pretty innocent, 
You know? <laughs> Who's this now? Jake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shasta Wait says... Wait a second. Uh, hello, Jake. Uh, uh, how are you? Go fun. Shasta, by the way, says uh, along the lines of the uh, sure, another word is fine. If you text back the word fine. Fine. You don't know it's if it's... Fine. Yeah, right. Yeah. All right. So what else are we missing? What other things are you not supposed to say anymore, or do, or react to in a way that seems like it's innocent, but it's sending the wrong message? We gotta get this. We gotta get this new lingo down for all our and 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 and, and, and give this information to our listeners so that they're not sending the wrong messages. It's kind of like a public service. What else? I don't know, Gordon. I didn't know about the thumbs up thing until the housewives show. Not well, sure. I mean, that is the fountain of all information. It so. is. It's our. It's our window into what's. Uh... <laughs> Hello. Fight. <laughs> maybe during the break we can move the watch to the other room. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. All right. Stay tuned. More big show coming up next. Tim will come at five. I. I... <laughs> Lloyd again. Lloyd, Lloyd again. again. Here, let me up. I hate you. <laughs> More hate next. You. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Number one. Because you're number one preset. The Zone Sports Network is Utah's number one choice for sports radio in Utah. From DJ and PK to Hanson Scotty and The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. The Zone continues to dominate the competition. Thank you to all of you that continue to make the Zone Sports Network Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports station. Your home for the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about is right here. 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Oh, hey guys, Jake here from my friends at Zero Res. And hey, all winter long, we've been tracking dirt, dust, dander, allergens into your house. And that stuff gets deep down in your carpets. In fact, your carpet is the biggest filter in your home. And your vacuum does not stand a chance. And you got to do what I do. And that's called my friends at Zero Res. They have the best process in the business. It's powered water. It's water that's been electrolyzed, giving it amazing cleaning properties, but without all the nasty side effects from soaps or shampoos, your carpets are going to stay cleaner longer. And of course, they're safe for kids and for pets as well. Plus, doesn't leave behind that residue. Zero residue. Uh, it's the right way to clean your home. Lab tested, homeowner approved, no other cleaning method out clean. Zero res carpet cleaning. Plus, they have the best customer service in the business and a great deal going on right now for Zone listeners. Call them today. Tell them Jake from the Zone sent you, and they're going to hook you up. Just $33 per room clean. Now, minimums do apply, but no maximum. So call 801 288 9376. That's 801-288-ZERO. Check this out. And now, your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. If you want more beats for your butt, there's no love. If you want more beats for your butt, there's no love. 
Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Tim Lacombe is going to join the show top of the 5 o'clock hour. But right now it is time for the Not Sports Report. Brought to you by the LHM Used Cars Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online, lhmusedcars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? We're going to Texas for two stories. The first one is this. Eric Dion Warren is now uh, going to prison for 20 years federal prison you know what he did jake he essentially went on a test drive with a car from a a dealership and went took it to a bank went into the bank had a bag a fast food like bag with a note attached to it and the note uh, to gave it to the teller and the note said this is an expletive robbery Play with me and die. I want $10,000 in 50 and $100 bills. Now you get one minute. After showing the teller the note, he pulled out what looked like a handgun and said, I ain't playing around. I only want 100s and 50s. Well, the teller gave Warren the money from her drawer, which included stacks of $20 bills with recorded serial numbers on them. Well, Warren then went back to the car dealership and uh, tried to buy the car with the stolen money. Wow. In the meantime, uh, one of the employees at the bank got a call from a friend about the robbery and uh, got some details, looked out, saw that the car was from the dealership, and uh, the police showed up as... This Warren fellow was still there purchasing the car. Yeah, well, that's that's a bad run of years. luck right there for that guy. Well, I mean, who th- who? Th- I mean, first of all, robbing a bank bad idea. Nah, but taking a car from a dealership, driving up, getting the money, going out, getting back in the car, driving back to the dealership. And buying said car? So he was just test driving it. Seems legit. This this is why you should only buy a car at places that have on-site financing. Do you think he left his driver's license with the the dealership? (laughs) I I imagine so. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, that seems bold on his part, but I mean, got to come up with that cash, I guess. Uh, The money was hot. Okay, the second story out of Texas is this. Matthew McConaughey says that uh, his running for governor in the state of Texas is, quote, a true consideration. All right, all right, all right. What do you make of it? Governor well, McConaughey? I guess I, I we had a president who was an actor, so I, maybe this isn't a, a foolproof uh, opinion here, but... Just because you're an actor doesn't mean you can be a governor. What does it take to be a good governor? Well, I guess to be a politician, maybe you do need to be a good actor. Maybe that's a thing. <laughs> Which president are you talking about, by the way? Our boy Ronnie. Reagan. Because oh, we've had more than one now. The game show host or whatever that was. Do we call President Trump an actor? Because he, he IMDb. Was... Oh, yeah. Well, I guess he's been in movies. But, but isn't he usually playing himself? He's never been in that's something true, where yeah. he's like acting out as a character, right? True. 
He was in that terrible uh, Hugh Grant, Sandra Bullock movie. Which one? Notting Hill? I don't know. Something about he was a New York real estate developer and she was his assistant or something. Hugh Grant and Julie Roberts? No, Sandra Bullock. Oh, let's go. Oh, uh, Made in Manhattan. No, no, Two Weeks Notice. Two Weeks Notice. That is a bad movie. It is a bad movie. Not as bad as Made in Manhattan, though. Still yes. bad. This is what McConaughey said about uh, running for governor. He said, quote, I'm looking into, uh, I'm looking into it now. Uh, what is my leadership role? He's 51 years old, by the way. He says, because I do think I have some things to teach and share. And what is my role? What's my category in my next chapter of life that I'm going into? What party is he affiliated with? Boy, I don't know. He actually just made a comment about that a Did couple he? weeks ago, which kind of makes sense that now that he, he said that just because he's in Hollywood – doesn't mean he's necessarily necessarily a liberal, but it, just because he's from Texas doesn't mean he's necessarily a conservative either, which means he's trying to get everyone to vote for him. The, uh, right? the, the okay, yeah, the suggested uh, campaign slogan for him: McConaughey twenty twenty four, make America all right again. No, all right, all right, all Is right. Is it really? Because that's pretty funny if that's I true. I think it's a joke. But uh, if you could, <laughs> if you could pick any actor, any celebrity, to be governor um, of of your state, who would you pick? Who would be a good one? Well, we mentioned Rod Decker earlier. <laughs> After reporting on politics uh, for many years, yeah. Give me Dave Chappelle. Okay. He, I I think that he's brilliant. Not only as a comedian, but I think he thinks things through. Now. He didn't always. Who uh, Who's that actor that likes to eat people? <laughs> what? The oh, uh, Army Hammer. Army Hammer. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's well, a it thing. Is, it's a dog-eat-dog world out there, isn't it? Politics? Who's <laughs> the actor that likes to eat people? He does! Hannibal Lecter! That's a thing. He's got a... <laughs> it's an eat It's a scandal. It's a lie. It's a rumor that the, a lot of people have confirmed. The Winklevoss guy, right? Yeah, he played both Winklevoss twins, yeah. All right. Let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us now. No good transition from that, that's for sure. He's our friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatcher Medical Clinic. Andrew, let's uh, let's help people with a problem a little bit more common than what Army Hammer is dealing with. <laughs> yes, so common. ED or any type of frustration in the bedroom. Wasatch Medical has helped thousands with the acoustic wave therapy. And we talk about the science and the data behind this. It's significant, but you know, just patient feedback that I hear every day and every week is guys that are relieved to get off the pill. Um, you know, they, they wish they would have done the treatment sooner. They go from 50 years old to 35 years old in the bedroom. We love to hear this. We've changed a lot of lives, and uh, this is a great alternative if you're out there frustrated and sick of taking those pills. What about the spouses, Andrew? I would guess their response is pretty positive as well. Really positive. Um, hearing from the spouses kind of reminds you ED doesn't just affect the man. It uh, affects uh, both people. Um, one study recently said that levels of depression and anxiety are higher uh, with couples when the man has ED. So, yeah, big impact. We, we know it has a big impact um, and, and isn't talked about enough. We're trying to get rid of that stigma. 
801-901-8000. That's the number to call, 801-901-8000. Get in, see the doctor, get that ultrasound, and you guys are doing a lot for the Zone listeners as well. Yes, this is the first step in reversing the ED. The assessment and exam with our doctor will be free. That may be where it ends for you. You can say, I'll pass, take all the free, and you don't have to do the treatments, of course. Uh, We'll also give you a little thank you gift that produces immediate results in the bedroom. I don't think I've ever seen that fail. Uh, Give us a call. It's all no charge. 801-901-8000-801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, guys. All right. We'll talk to our friend Tim Lacombe coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.